everybody. Welcome to Cheeky Geeky. I'm Monet. And I'm Aragio. And today we're going to a galaxy far, far away. And yeah. we're going to talk about the prequel trilogy of the Star Wars saga. Yeah. This is... This is my trilogy. This is my Star Wars. This is I saw all I saw the original trilogy when I was a kid, you know, you know, like I think I watched the started watching them when I was like 5 years old. But the prequel trilogy came out Phantom Menace came out in 1999. That's when I was really starting to develop my interests and discovering what I liked and what I didn't like and all that stuff. And it was what cemented me as a Star Wars fan. Before it was like, oh, this is this is an old movie that my parents like. And and then though this is a new one with a kid my age. So when Phantom Menace released, I was super excited about it. Uh, I was excited to see Anakin Skywalker at my age, which was, you know, nine, ten years old. Um, Natalie Portman was in it. I didn't know who Natalie Portman was before the movie, but I saw her in the movie, and uh, it was a, 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 a so I figured out I was bisexual. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. And then just the second movie came out when I was getting into boys and Hayden Christensen was fucking dreamboat. Still is a dreamboat. So I was like, oh, yeah, hot guys. I was all on board with it. And then it was the same with the third movie. The, the, the third movie, you know, came out and he's still hot. I'm like, yes, this is awesome. So it was crucial to my formative years finding my way into fandoms. So, the prequel trilogy is my Star Wars. Um, just like the original trilogy is my parents' Star Wars. Just like the new trilogy is my, you know, the kids' today's Star Wars. The prequels are my Star Wars. Um, I, I say this as I sit in my Star Wars themed bedroom. Um, I've got a poster from Rebels. I've got fan art from the art book. I've got so many keychain plushies of Darth Vader. I've got a crap ton of Baby Yodas. I've got a BB-8 in the corner. I've got bobbleheads and pop figures and books and posters. And I've got canvas art i've got shadow box i've got so many star wars things in this bedroom this is the perfect place to record the star wars episode <laughs> oh i mean i love it i mean we're the same age so i mean it, it's pretty much the same story except i didn't go like super deep into the hole like you, and that was mainly because it was hard to get my parents to really, like, they, they would take me to stuff, but I would have to be annoying to them. Um, I remember the first 
thing that I saw was the poster of, you know, young Anakin and the shadow being Darth Vader. And that has really ah. stuck in my mind. Like, I, I knew Star Wars as, oh, it's that one thing from the 70s. And yeah. it was on the Muppet Babies. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I really want to see this. But it was uh, like, my parents did really not like Star Wars or Star Trek. They did take me to see the Star Trek stuff. Um, but that was, uh, that's because I, I really want to shut up about it because Star Trek was on TV. Right. Um, and then my very, fir- my very first introduction to Star Wars was actually really <laughs> So it was right after um, episode two came out on VHS. And... I was over in Texas for my one of my uncle's weddings, and, you know, the whole family got, flew in, got together. They're like, we're going to go to a bar and square dance or whatever, but two of us were not 21, so, of course, you know, we got left behind, and it's like, um, there was nothing to do minus this VHS of Star Wars, so we popped it in, and... I fell asleep at the point where Obi-Wan and Anakin are chasing after the assassin in the car. And that was like my experience until episode three came out. And then, (laughs) yeah, it was not good. (laughs) Um, Then episode three came out. And again, I really, that was the one I really wanted to see, but no one would take me. And I was, you know, not able to see it, but it was freaking huge. And this kid that I uh, I babysat, he had the PlayStation 2 game. And I will tell you, people shit on movie games deservedly, but that is one of the best freaking movie games I have ever played. Um, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Hands down. Oh, yeah. Um, and episode three is actually my favorite. Um, I, I will say it's my that. favorite as well. Um, it, it's my favorite as well. And I, so many people trash on the original, on the prequel trilogy. The acting is not good. The lines are bad and blah, blah, blah. It's the same for the original trilogy. But we gotta go to the Tashi station or whatever. Right, like, the the writing wasn't much better back then. Um, it's still not better now. But I mean, people rag on the prequel trilogy because ooh, the little break stands. I don't like Jar Jar Binks and all this crap, and it's like... People hated on the prequel trilogy, mainly because it was the prequel trilogy. It was extending something that they had ingrained in their lives. They figured there wasn't going to be an episode one, two, three, or an episode six, seven, eight, or or, I mean, seven, Seven, eight, eight, nine. nine. 
It was just going to be four, five, and six. It never was going to have the prequels. Now, yeah. for me, the moment I saw that first Duel of Fates music video, I was hooked. And from there, I mean, I just fell in love with the prequels. So, I oh, yeah. mean, while well, I can say, yeah, I watched the original trilogy, I don't know how many times growing up, it's the prequels that really grew up with me. And Natalie yeah. Portman's tits. Yes, Natalie Portman's tits. Um, it's about naked boobs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, shit, I was going to say something. What, did I, what was I going to say? I distracted you with Natalie Portman's boobs. That's okay. <laughs> why, why do we keep getting back on the topic of tits? I mean, I'm not complaining. Um, fuck, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, the, the, the prequel trilogy has, hands down, the best lightsaber fights. Oh, yeah. Of the entire saga. Oh, no, the best lightsaber fight that you can see is actually a fan-made one. You can find it on YouTube. It's an extended one that was remade. From the episode four, fans went through, they remade it using special effects and uh, suit actors, and it just looks amazing. It oh, is better you... than the original trilogies, oh, I'm going to spin the lasers all around my body, sword fight, which I thought was stupid as hell. Yeah, well, based on you know actual not fan-made material, the prequel trilogy has the best lightsaber fights. Um, I have to disagree with you, and the reason why I have to disagree with you is because if you're just saying that episode three has the best lightsaber fights, I'm going to tell you that you're nuts. If you're going to say that episode two has the best lightsaber fights, I'm going to tell you that you're nuts. The best out of all of the lightsaber fights, of the canon lightsaber fights that we see, has to be the one where it's Luke versus Vader. Because Vader isn't just using his lightsaber. He's using the full power of the Force to fight Luke. He's throwing shit at him using the Force, too. Which is something Dark Side users do. Yeah. I'm not saying any particular movie in the prequel series has the best fights. I'm just saying overall, the prequel series has the best fights. Oh. Yeah, my my favorite uh, my favorite out of the prequel trilogy is literally episode one, and that's because Liam Nielsen. I mean, yeah, you, you can't beat something with Liam Nielsen in it, especially if it's Star Wars with Liam Nielsen in it, because Liam Nielsen is just awesome. Yeah, um, my favorite saber fight is the one between Anakin and Obi Wan uh, in the third. My second favorite is. Uh, Duel of the Fates. Um, and then my third favorite one is the Yoda and Dooku in episode two. See, like, I, those are my top three favorite fights. I would do those three, except the Yoda one instead of that one, uh, Yoda and Palpatine oh, in the yes. Senate. Definitely. Yeah, he's like throwing the like pieces. Like I said, a true dark side user will use everything around him, throw all of the stuff around him. Um, it's like Palpatine said in one of the comics, 
a dark side user will only wield the lightsaber to remind the Jedi that they are restricting themselves. A true dark side user fights with everything around them. Yeah. Um, the reason I didn't pick that fight is because in episode two, before Yoda's fights, he walks in. We've we've seen him with the cane. We've seen him floating on the hover thing. You know, we're led to, you know, to think that, oh, he's not that nimble. He's, you know, he's getting up there in years. He's not that nimble. And then he just goes balls to the wall. And you don't expect it. Let, let me let me point out some obvious stuff here as I walk with the cane. If I had the adrenaline rushing through me, now you're not going to say if you, that if you had lightning thrown at you and you were blocking it, you wouldn't get an adrenaline rush. When I get adrenaline flowing through me, I can actually sprint a few blocks. Yeah. No, I'm not saying... Uh... You know, people who use canes and stuff um, can't do that stuff. But it's just, it was the we were not we the way it was built up. It was so that we wouldn't expect him to fight like that. Exactly, exactly. And that's why I picked that fight over the one with Palpatine because by the episode three, we already knew he could do all that stuff. So it wasn't as impactful as the one in episode two. Well, I mean, one of the big things that I chose the number three over was because at that point, it was, you didn't know if he was going to survive. And at that point, it was like, yeah, it was fight for survival. I mean, yes, the other one was as well, but you know what I mean? Yeah. But, I mean, we already knew the the end result of the battles. We just didn't know how the fights went because we knew that Anakin survived because he, you know, became Darth Vader. He put on this suit. We knew Obi Wan survived because he went and watched over Luke and you know told him, you know, everything in Episode Four. We knew Yoda survived because we see him in Episode uh, Five. We knew Palpatine survived because we knew he'd become the he would go on to become the Emperor. So, I mean, we already knew how the fights were going to end. We just didn't know how badass the fights were going to be. True, and I mean, when we saw Yoda in 4, 5, and when we saw Yoda in the originals, he, he, yes, he got around a bit, but not like what we saw in Episode 2 and Episode 3. Yeah. And, and that's like, only, like... Between episode two and when we see him in epi- when we're introduced to him in episode five, you know that's like a twenty-three year time span. So, like, considering how long his species lives, that's like five years in comparison. So it's it's kind of when you think about it in that aspect, it's kind of like, what the fuck, ha- fuck happened to him while he was in exile that he can't move like that anymore? You know? Yeah, I mean, I think the plan. Mind you, this is more Nova question, um, but.
Okay. <gasps> Welcome back, other Odo! I know! I got cloned! <laughs> um, so... If I recall correctly, and I could be wrong, and Nova can confirm this, but Yoda exiled himself to a planet that was attuned to the dark side to help clone him. Am, am I right, Nova? Uh, no. Yoda sent himself to a dark side planet yeah. to hide himself. Yeah. yeah. Um, he figured that Darth Sidious and um, Darth Vader would not be going to look for him on a planet that was so entrenched in the Force in the dark side that he could actually cloak himself from them, uh, from them finding him. Um, and, well, yeah, it was a great place for Luke to start training. You got to realize that that particular swamp on Dagobah, it was so filled with the Force that uh, a lot of weird shit could have started happening there. Yeah. Um, I, I do... I do think they did Padme dirty. Oh yeah. Uh I I hold fast with the fan theory that Palpatine was siphoning her life to save Vader. I refuse to believe that a character as strong-willed as Padme, who can survive through everything, died of the big sad. Okay. Refuse to believe. Okay, so since I've read a number of the comics, hey, yeah, me coming in with more comic information, just like the last episode. Um, Padme dying was more of her losing her soulmate more than anything. She did not actually think that he survived on uh, on Mustafar. She f she thought he was dead, dead. Um, yeah. Now, yeah, that there was still good in him. Sure, um, we can, we can argue that, but the following. I was about to say, she, she's got to know that he's still alive at some capacity because she says there's still good in him. I know there's still good in him. That's literally yeah. the last thing she says before she dies. The following comics, though, she went uh, after she died. Uh, Vader went through his own training. Um, and he had to deal with the fallout of that. He went and found out years and years later, of course, who Luke was. He, he found the security holocrons to find out exactly who Luke was. And that's why I was like, search your feelings. I am your father or whatever he said there. Yeah. Um, now, there was also a point in there in his dark side training on Mustafar where Vader entered the Force itself and came face-to-face -face with Padme, who could no longer recognize Anakin whatsoever. Yeah, because he changed too much. Oh, she, yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't he the was, man that Padme fell in love with. 
he would have been able to pull her out of the force, bring her back to life, but she couldn't recognize him. Yeah. And it's not because he was in the armor or anything. He looked like his younger self. She just said, I don't know who you are. Yeah. And he's like, it's me. It's Anakin. Take my hand. I can bring you back to life. That's all you have to do is take my hand. And she's like, no, I don't know who you are. And then she jumped off a building. Yeah. Like literally like suicide jump, like fall backwards off the building type jump. Yeah. So I want to say, yeah, heartbreak from, from, from what went on. I could see it happening because honestly, if I were to go turn to the dark side, I might be a bit heartbroken. I love you, Nova. Love you too. Aw, married people. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I still, I, I still think they did her dirty. I still hold with the whole fan theory that Palpatine siphoned her life energy to protect him. And explain that for me. It feels more feasible, and it feels more like something Palpatine would do. But could you explain the theory? So the theory is is that because of the way the the two scenes are edited, it implies that she's dying because her life force is is leaving. Because the droids say that medically she's perfectly fine, but for whatever reason they're losing her. The way it's edited um, back and forth between the birth of and death and um vader getting the suit leads to people to kind of connect that her life energy is being sucked to uh keep vader alive and that's why she dies as the mask is put on and he wakes up as the Vader that we all know and love. Well, I mean, it, it would make sense. I mean, Palpatine did have that type of power. I mean, he did yeah. create Anakin in the first place, according to exactly. some things. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I, I hold I hold fast to that theory because it makes sense. It does. With, with the amount of knowledge that he has of the dark side and the powers that have been explored, you know, in the expanded universe and the legacy one or legends or whatever they want to call it. It does make sense. Yeah. It it makes sense. And it is extremely plausible. Like if George Lucas were to go on record and say, yep, that fan theory is correct. There's, there's no way to dispute it. But do you think that Jar Jar is a Sith Lord? I believe it. I, I I could believe it, yeah. I mean, have you seen that 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 comic panel thing where he's all able to use a lightsaber and everything? I have not. See, see, this is why we needed Nova for this episode because he knows all this expanded universe stuff. Yeah. Listen to the expanded universe uh, YouTube videos. Yeah. 
But no, I, I definitely think Jar Jar could be a Sith Lord. Probably like the strongest, most badass Sith Lord. And he's just got everybody here thinking he's a complete moron. It's just, it's the perfect cover. I mean, Palpatine did a similar thing. Um, yeah, not nobody to- suspected him. Not even the Jedi who saw him on a near daily basis suspected him of being the Sith Lord. Exactly. So, I mean, if he was able to do it and he was very powerful, if Jar Jar was a powerful Sith Lord, then yeah, I mean, I could totally see it and happening. Lucas said, Jar Jar is the key to all of this back in 2019. I, yeah, I remember that. Oh, Jar Jar. There is an episode of Clone Wars, and we'll get into this uh, next year, uh, more in depth next year for our Star Wars episode. But there is an episode of Clone Wars where uh, these these bird-like beings that are very connected to the Force are, are being kidnapped by uh, the Dark Sisters. And Jar Jar goes with uh, Mace Windu and... You know, Jar Jar's got a girlfriend. Jar Jar Fox. Um, what? And it just... it That was when I saw that episode, it just clicked to me that, yes, him being a Sith Lord is very plausible. Because if Jar Jar can get this queen to fall in love with him and fuck around with this queen, He's got to be using some force. There's there got to be some force power being the Empire. That's what? what Jar Jar did. Jar Jar um, what? Jar Jar was the one who set uh, Palpatine into taking control of the Empire fully. Like the yeah, um, he he voted for the emergency powers. The emergency powers that uh, kept that kept Palpatine as Chancellor through the entirety of the Clone Wars because there should have been elections during that time. It's it stated that he's held his post far longer than he should have because he keeps being granted emergency powers. And we know that Jar Jar is the one that granted him the first set of emergency powers. Which set the precedent. Exactly. Now, with Disney doing all this, like, side story type stuff with Disney Plus, what do you think they could do or that you know they're working on in the era of the... uh, you know, of the, you know. Prequel trilogy. Prequel trilogy. I cannot English tonight, okay? There's a series of books by Jude Watson called Jedi Quest. And it's about Anakin growing up and training within the Jedi Temple as a child. I would love to see that brought to screen, whether in a live action show 
or as a cartoon. It would be a great family thing, and there's just so much material that you can use. And the way the series is written, you can see the glimpses of the dark side coming out in Anakin, and you can understand why Mace Windu has never trusted him. You gotta remember that Mace Windu was actually attuned properly to the dark side for the most part, because he trained him. Yeah. That's why his lightsaber was purple. It's because he was able, and he was able to use much of the dark side fighting styles because he was trained in the dark side and the light side. That's, that's the story. That's the story reason that they came up with to explain why Mace had a purple lightsaber. In okay. reality, his lightsaber is purple because Samuel Motherfucking Jackson said he wanted a purple lightsaber. Right. And then they made it work. And they made it work, yeah. Um, I mean, are really going to argue with Samuel L. Jackson? I would never argue with Sam Jackson. But yeah, I mean, I, I honestly think Mace Windu is, you know, he survived that crap. I'm on the fence. See, it is my fan theory that not only did Mace Windu survive that, but he's running a bar after that. <laughs> you know, he, he gave I up the life. I, I could get on board with Mace Windu running a bar. Uh, but I just I feel like if Mace Windu had survived, he'd be more involved with the underground. Not necessarily. A lot of Jedi who did survive that were involved in the underground, and they show that in the Obi Wan thing, where they talk about transporting Jedi through. Um, in the comics for the expanded universe, and I'm not sure how much of the comics are canon, um, but I like to think that they're canon. Um, a lot of Jedi were allowed to live either by pledging fealty to the dark side of the Force and Palpatine, or just completely dropping everything that was Jedi and moving on with a different aspect of their life. Um, there was one Jedi that almost wasn't hunted down, and he went on to have a family, wife and kids. The only reason why he was hunted down was because he became a preacher, a religious leader. Interesting. I didn't know that. Um, but I, I, I still feel like we'd have known if Mace Windu were still alive. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I, I just, I feel like Mace is the type that wouldn't just quietly slip away into a quiet life. I, I, I feel if he were alive that we'd know because he'd be doing, he'd be involved in the underground stuff. See, my view is that he would, well, he wouldn't be taking a visible role in the underground stuff because, I mean, when Anakin struck him, 
it, it literally took his hand and threw him out of a window. Say yeah. he survived. Okay, he heals up. Sure, he gets a robotic hand like Luke got. Okay. Do you think he's going to do better just completely staying to the shadows where we can't see him? Or being like the person leading Force-sensitive people out of the Capitol to try and save their lives? I would think that he would sort of make more of a... keep a place open where they could hide Jedi and the like, um, sort of like a bar with a back room or an underground area. Um... And yeah, he'd watch over the bar, and that's that's where my canon i my my head canon idea of oh yeah, he started a bar after that came from yeah yeah underground okay. railroad stuff. He he's man yeah. in the box, but I mean he's still Mace Windu. But we know enough about the underground operations that the surviving Jedi were a part of that we'd know that Mace was part of it. We'd we'd know. Or there would be at least some hints or signs within what's already canon that he was still around, that he was still a presence. Yeah, I, I, I could definitely see that, but I, I still hold out hope. Yeah. What you mean hope? But if. If they bring, if they manage to bring him back and say, "Yeah, he's been alive," I, I mean, I can get on board with it because it's 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 very possible. It's it's a very feasible thing to do. But if you know they end up saying, "Nope, he he actually died when he fell," you know, that's you know that's what everybody you know kind of assumed for a long time. Um, so I, until Disney started making star wars everybody was pretty much on board with yeah he died it sucks but yeah he's dead and then disney started making their stuff and they were like you know and starting to bring back people that were assumed dead or you know whatever and that's when everybody was like hang on we can bring mace windu back so nobody stays dead yeah, like I'm, I'm on the fence. I'm, I, I could care less one way or another. Obviously, I'll be super excited to see Sam Jackson back in the series, you know. Um, but uh, did you see the picture from Obi Wan Kenobi where they have apparently Mace Windu frozen in a carbonite cell? What? Yeah. Not, I missed that. I've got to go back and rewatch uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Okay, um, I'll send you the article that has the information on that, because while we were talking, I Google searched uh, Mace Windu Survives, and it actually points it out. Um, Yeah, there's a section in our Discord's podcast section, shameless plug, guys. (laughs) Nothing wrong with a little shameless plug, come on. There we go. No, nothing nothing wrong with it at all. Um, anyway, so this was only supposed to be a half hour episode. I'm pretty sure we've gone over that. Half we? Yeah, we have. Oh. Yeah, I am I am exhausted. I've I've had a really busy day, as I explained in the Star Trek episode. <laughs> Y'all, bitch gotta go to bed. I've gotta take a shower and I, I've I gotta go to bed. I uh. Who said that any of that's allowed? 
You have to stay up and we have to just talk about fan-related stuff for the rest of your life. As much as I would love to, I, I can't. My brain fried, okay? <laughs> well, what is next month's subject? Next month is... Uh, today's May, right? Yes. Today for is June. in May. June. I don't remember what we're doing for June. Let me pull that up. Uh, evolution of gaming. What? <laughs> that that one that was on you and Nate. I know July is Benedict Cumberbatch. Evolution of gaming. What? I feel like that's old. No, that was uh, hey, that was. I, I'm not the one who wrote it. <laughs> no. You're right. Yeah, no, I, that's got to be Nate's suggestion because, yeah, I don't. Where is Nate? Kentucky Derby, you all said? She was at the Kentucky Derby, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I. Um, yeah, so, so June, we're talking about the evolution of gaming. So, uh, I, I think Nate's leading that one. Um, so the ball's in her court for that one. <laughs> oh, because we have to enable me next the, the month after with Benedict Cumberbatch. I don't have a problem. You have a problem. Okay. But for now, guys, Cheeky Geeky is signing off. Yes. Now. Are we going to try and live stream next month's episode on your TikToks? I would love to try and live stream next month's episode on TikTok. Okay, so we need to get our get our stuff together. Yes. Um also for all of you Swifties who listen, uh I'm going to the Taylor Swift show in Detroit on June 10th. So keep an eye on my TikTok because I'm going to live stream uh, a portion of it. So I'm not going to live stream the whole thing because I don't want to have my phone in my hand the entire time live streaming. I want to have my phone down, take my own videos, take my own pictures and shit and actually enjoy the show. But I will uh, live stream a portion of the concert. So keep an eye on my TikTok on June 10th if you want to see a live cheeky geeky content at the Taylor Swift concert. Are you going to get Swifty at the Swifty? No. I might. <laughs> oh my. Um, All right. All right. Well, we're signing off. My brain is goo. I need to shower, go to bed because I've got doctor's appointments tomorrow and I got to work tomorrow and I'm running on five hours of sleep in the past 48 hours. Sounds fun. Um, the only promotion I currently have is by the end of the month, a lot of the stuff from the amazing Las Vegas Comic Con should be posted across different sections of uh, Team Aeon. 
Um, still not sure if we're going to be going to the Dallas Fan Expo, which has uh, Hayden Christensen going. Sort of fucking god. I know. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> For now, this is so cute. Check out our socials, TikTok, Facebook. You know, you know where to find them. Links are in the episode info. I am Monet. Have a good night, everybody. Bye-bye.